Okay. Let's learn. Page Kuflam and Zion. Pashas Vayeshev. In the English calendar, it was December 21st, 1940. December 21st, 1940. Vayeshev Yaakov Eretz Megurei Ovi Beretz Kanan. So Rashi says, Bikesh Yaakov Leisha Bishalva Kofatzalov Roigza Shayosev. Yaakov Avinu believed that at this time in his life he would be able to he would be able to have the tranquility of tzaddikim. Doesn't mean that he wanted to move to Boca or anything like that. But what the tzaddikim is what the, what the tzaddikim do when he's bikesh not there's anything wrong. I don't mean anything against Boca. <laughs> you have to be very careful. But to be able to leisha b'shalva to not have to not have to contend with all of the with all of the milchamas and the sarmashal Yosef of the past. But Kofat's Yosef, but the parish of Yosef jumped upon him in Sadiqim of Aksham Lesha Bashava and Rakashborhu, Lodain Lat Sadiqim Asham Sukalham Lalam Haba. Hashem says to the Tzadik, it's enough that isn't it enough for you that there's so much waiting for you in Olam Haba. This world is not a world of, of tranquility, of rest for the tzaddik. The next world is something else. You're seeking, you're trying to, you hope to have shalva in this, in this world, in your life now. That's not going to be. The Gemara says in Bava Metziah, but my said the Shalach Rebbe, a Dabber Beishas Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Shimon. Now, Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Shimon had passed away, and he left a very virtuous Almana, a very Choshev Almana, and Rebbe was interested in marrying the Almana of Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Shimon. My said the Shalach Rebbe Ladabber Beishas Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Shimon. After Rabbi Lozab Rabbi Shimon was Nifter, so Rabbi, Rabbi was hoping to make a Shidduch with the Almana, and Sholach and Sholach La, Nihi de Betayra Gadlamimani. So I guess at this point they already dropped the Shadchan, because he sent, he sent word to her that Nihi Betayra Gadlamimani, your husband was greater than me in learning. So Rebbe said, your husband was greater than me in learning. Would you say that he was also greater than me in my simtoiv? In learning, Rebbe said, in learning, he, he was greater than me. My simtoiv, would you also say that he was greater than me in, in my simtoiv? She sent back to him, Mio Godlum Cholo Yadan. 
she says, as far as his learning is concerned, I don't know, compared to you, I guess, Shnev, if I heard him, compared to Rabbeinu HaKadosh, who was greater in learning, I don't know. But but as far as his ma'asim are concerned, Yadana. That I know, meaning that I know he was greater than you. The Kabbalah Le Yisuri. Because he accepted upon himself, sounds like he accepted upon himself voluntarily. Sadiqim can do such a thing. To take upon themselves suffering in order to be part of Yeshua's for others and for Am Yisrael. So she said, as far as his ma'asim are concerned, that I know that he was greater than you. The Kabbalah le Yisurai Ad Kan That's the Gemara. So the Rebbe says we see here is a fascinating thing. Rebbe sent Rebbe sent to her about learning and Maisim Taiva. She responds by saying that his Yisurim, I know that in Maisim he was greater than you because of his Yisurim, because of his suffering. So the Rebbe says, What comes out from the Gemara, at least according to the understanding of the Almana, was that Yisurim count, suffering counts as Maisim Taiv. Yisurim register, and she knew, that Yisurim counts as Maisim Taiv. Now normally we think of Maisim Tovim, you know, Achnas Kala, Alvayas Ameis, Kamilas Chsodim, with money, the goof. That's the usual. That's the usual criteria for ma'asim tovim. Suffering, suffering is called ma'asim tovim. How do you assume ma'asim tovim shalish? He is a ma'asim hey. But ma'oyis ahiyish b'zeh. What kind? Of, so the Rebbe is asking, what kind of ma'asim is yisurim? Yisurim comes upon a person. A person goes to a person suffers. But ma'oyis ahiyish b'zeh. What exactly is the? Maisa that the person is doing through his suffering. So Sham, so there the Gemara tells us that also Rabbi Lozer, the reason she, the reason Albana saw it in such a way that suffering is a Maisa like Bekum Vaasei, is a practical, proactive Maisa on the part of the sufferer. Is because over there in the Gemara, Rebbe Lozer, by Rebbe Lozer, she kiblam, who alav, as I said before, the third tzaddikim who ask to suffer, who ask to suffer in order to relieve others of suffering. Why Hashem runs the world that way, it's not for now. But the tzaddik over there, not only that he accepted the Yisurim, the suffering, b'ahava, which is the midah of any erlich but he also he asked for the suffering to come upon him. So the Rebbe doesn't waste any time now. Remember the people he's talking to and he says anachna. So while we now here meaning in Warsaw shekoshal anakol For whom, for us, it's so hard. These yisurim are so difficult. Our suffering is so bitter. 
All we could think of is screaming and crying and begging that Hashem should take away from us the suffering. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon was begging for Yisurim. We're begging to have the Yisurim taken away from us, to be free of all of the Yisurim. command the salvation of Yaakov, of Am That was my Rebbe's favorite nigan. Rebbe Lipschitz's favorite nigan was Tzavei, 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 Yeshua's Yaakov. But Dovod Melech is asking Hashem's Baruch to, to command Tzavei, Yeshua's Yaakov. As the Rebbe explains, Hein hayesurim maisim o mitzvahsein. We understand from the Gemara that a Jew who lives through Yisurim, either he asks for them, or he's doing well with them, and he's growing from them, that somehow it counts as ma'isim or mitzvahs, that the suffering counts as, as ma'isim or mitzvahs. Aval, however, Rabbi Shalom, David Melch is saying, Tzavei Yeshuas Yaakov. Tzavei lano mitzvahs shall Yeshuas. In other words, you have all different kinds of mitzvahs. There's all different kinds of mitzvahs. There's, and now we, we understand that there are mitzvahs that, that are called Yisurim. That when a Jew suffers, especially because he's a Jew, he's suffering, that in Shemayim it counts as a mitzvah. So the Ramach is saying it's a chash of a thing, but you know what, Rabbi do us a favor. And maybe you could think of different mitzvahs, you know. Tzavei Yeshuas Yaakov. Maybe you could command, maybe you could reveal and command mitzvahs that are the types of Yeshuas. Tzavei Yeshuas Yaakov. You know why? So the Rebbe says, Belukim hilalnu kol hayoyim, v'shimcha lo'olam noidesela. Because the nature of a person is that even though he could perhaps bear the suffering in a noble way, and it will count as mitzvahs, but Dovna is saying it's Tzavi Yeshuas Yaakov, because when, when a Jew's mitzvahs are connected, revolving around his salvation, so then the result of that is that Belukim Hilal Nukalayayim, then Jews will sing to you. They'll praise you. And they'll be thanking you forever and ever. That when the mitzvahs are mitzvahs of Yeshua's, then the result of those mitzvahs will be more mitzvahs. Because then Jews will be mahalal mishabech, Isis barakalayom and we'll thank you, and we'll praise you, and we'll sing to you. Abel Kolzman, 
The Rebbe says, however, Kolzman Sha'idam Bonum. So first the Rebbe is acknowledging that pain and suffering, he's telling the Jews in Warsaw, Yidin, I want you to know that the pain that you're suffering, all that you're going through, it's counting as mitzvahs. That's the first thing he's giving chizik, right? Counts as mitzvahs. It's a chiddush. But from the Gemara we see that Yisurim counts as maizim toivim. That's Aleph. But Beis, as always, the Rebbe wants to be mamtik the dinim. He's trying to remove this type of mitzvahs. And he's kivyocha reminding Hashem that there are mitzvahs of Yeshua. Tzave Yeshua's yaga that there are mitzvahs of Yeshua's, and those mitzvahs have the advantage because the outcome of mitzvahs of Yeshua's is shevach v'haydoy and halot Of a kolzman, the Rebbe says, however, kolzman as long, sh'oidam bono, as long as the Yeshua hasn't come. And the suffering is is here. Kolzman shaidam banu tzrichim lekablam biyahava. We have to do our best to be makabel. We didn't ask for these for these yisurim, but we have to do our best to be makabel them biyahava. Ucheshedoy melanu shabayit chaydish yechalfu. And when it seems to us, as it has in the past that in another month the suffering will pass. Things will get better. And if as it's happened in the past, the month goes by, and the, and the Nazis are still here. And the suffering hasn't passed. We have to be ourselves not to get angry, not to get angry at Hashem, we just have to strengthen ourselves to know. That the Bereshim knows better than us what we need. Of Yisrael. And that he's, he's our Father. And not only that, but he's our heart. I'll say that Hashem is the heart. He's our heart. And the heart feels, like the Kuzri says... The heart feels all of the pain of the body. So Hashem feels our pain. He's our father, and a father feels the pain of a child. And he's liban she Yisrael. He's not insensitive to our pain. Another month goes by, another month goes by, and we, and we, were, we all were hoping that, that things would get better. We shouldn't be angry, Khalila. Hashem knows better than us. He's our father, and he's our heart. From the heart knows everything that's happening in the rest of the body. And the heart suffers, of course. Together with every limb and organ of the body, the heart suffers. So Hashem is the heart of Am Yisrael. And He knows and He's suffering with us. So now He goes to the next Shlav of this Torah. The big question that the Jews had, especially at that time of the Holocaust, 
was how was what we're going through good for the Bani Shalom's business? Sof Kalsof, all the yeshivas are destroyed. All the mikvahs are destroyed. Nobody's able to sit and learn in Chayda. No one's able to daven. So the, what, what pained Jews, my, and I, I, I remember discussing this on more than one occasion, my father told me how this was something that was very hard for them. That Mela, that we're going through difficulties, but we want to understand, like, how do you, how do you gain from this? Like, what do you, what do you get from this? More learning? The yeshivas are all closed. Who could sit and learn? Not, not only in the yeshiva, the yeshivas are closed, but who has the koiches to open up a sefer? Davening? If you get caught davening, they're going to shoot you. What, ki sefer? They have stories like that. Maybe they're true, maybe they're not true, I don't know. But what does the British Shalom have from all of this? And this, this was something that pained them that pained them because Mimela, if we would understand that this is Lamancha and that we're taking it we're taking a hit for the like for the coach, you know what I mean? Or for the for the for the boss. Like we're taking a shot. So Mela, we're Jews and, and and we could take one for you, you know? We'll take we'll take a shot. But like how do you get anything out of this? Why is this better, Kivyochal, for you? There's more Torah, there's no Torah. There's more Darwin, there's no Darwin. What is there? More mitzvahs? What mitzvahs? Who, who could put on tefillin? Who could do anything? So what is the to'elas? Klape shmaya. This was something that pained people very, very much. Gam in the last paragraph. Gam bedaz. So we see that Yiddishkeit is, is in ruins. It's not getting any better. We see the churban that it makes, that the suffering hasn't made us into greater Jews. It hasn't brought out more Yiddishkeit. And not only that, all the Torah that we received from our parents and our grandparents, all the Torah and all the Yiddishkeit that we received, and then all that that's all that we wanted for ourselves, for our children and for our grandchildren. The Tsaras that we're going through is ruining is ruining everything. It's uprooting all of the Yiddish. I remember reading in the, I'm sure every one of you read Rabbi Lau's autobiography. I forgot what it's called. Out of the Depths. Out of the Depths, yeah. I read it first in Lashna Kaidish and, and then in English. And, and he was the son of the Pietrikov Erov. You know, Pietrikov wasn't a shtetl, it was a Choshva Kehila. His father was not the Mgavim Ma'oid Ma'oid. And I remember reading in the, in the autobiography how. He was a little kid. Rabbi Lau was a little kid. He didn't know anything. He went for like four years, almost five years. He came when he came to Etzisol, which the whole thing was with Nisim. When he came to Etzisol, 
He didn't know. Any, he didn't know. He didn't know anything. The son of the Rav of Pietrica. There was a chunk. That's Poland. There's four or five years. There was no learning. There was no davening. There was a churban. It was all a churban. Besides all the Jews that were lost to Bechlal, not even the ones that just the ones that died, the ones that survived. How many of them survived intact with the Yiddishkeit that they had? Many of them were only able to come back to the Yiddishkeit years later. Many of them never came back to the Yiddishkeit. Never ever came back to the Yiddishkeit. So the Rebbe said, All that we were working on, all the Torah that we were trying to build in our children and our grandchildren, all that we receive from our parents and grandparents, it's a harm. Everything's ruined. Hey, in the next page. Hey, in binyanim acholos hakashus. Kashus. Okay, so there were no open kosher delights uh, or cafe Ramones in, uh, in Warsaw. Macholos akshayrus. Kosher food. Vehein binyani ha-Shabbos. Shabbos. Mikveh. Cheder. Vachinach bechlal. Everything's ruined. The Rebbe says, despite all of this, he's heavy, he's shomer. He says to the Jews, be careful and guard yourselves. That we mustn't allow our faith in Hashem to be blemished, to be damaged, even like this, like a hair, like a strand of hair. Because what we're learning from the Gemara with Rebbe and the Almana is we shouldn't see ourselves as a bunch, as a bunch of batlonim and loyutzlachs that are just sitting around languishing in our pain. Every moment of suffering is, he says, Kesum hey, maisim. It's maisim toivim. O be mitzvah samasim toivim yeshnan chukim and mishpatim. And there he says, and we know that with, with mitzvahs, there are chukim and mishpatim, meaning that there are some mitzvahs that are obvious, the reason we understand. And there are mitzvahs that we don't understand, the chukim, that we don't understand. So yesurim, suffering, the Rebbe says, Sometimes there's suffering that makes sense. Whatever, you could figure it out, midah connected midah, somehow, that the suffering <coughs> makes sense. A Russia, a Russia suffers, makes sense. The things that make sense with suffering. You could understand what the tachlis is. And what the benefit is from the, from, from the Yisurim that the person changes, becomes better, does shuva, he's able to recognize what the problem is through the punishment. Ein Yisurim Yisurim rather. He could see, he could understand, he could learn something from it. There's some correlation between the suffering and the zin, something, where a person can grow, a person can take something. And, and as a result of that, more Yiddishkeit comes out. More avayda can come out. Those are the type of Yisurim that are called Mishpatim that a person can understand. But V'yeshlon Yisurim Chukim. Then you have Yisurim that are Chukim. She'ein mevinin is Tachlisin. No one can understand. What's the Tachlis of this suffering? 
What is, what is this doing? What's being accomplished? How is this helping? is just the opposite. On the is a you see just the opposite results. There's, there's less of everything, not more. We left Mitzrayim in the Schus of Aramuna. Because then also, the Rebbe says the Golis was Bechinas Chuka. It was something that we just couldn't understand. Say that the Rebbe Shalom told Avram Avinu there was going to be a Golis. Exactly why there's going to be a Golis? It doesn't say in Chumash. There are all kinds of explanations, Chazal. It doesn't say anything in Chumash. And then, once we were there, the question was the same question. Some total, Rabbi Shalom, what are you gaining out of Mitzrayim? We went into the 50th, uh, 49th Shari Tumah. We, we sank to a terrible low level. Like, how does that help? When you look at the statistics of assimilation in our present Golas, you have to wonder and ask the same question. How exactly are you gaining from this parish of Golas? Like, what does this do for your business? Why was this a good investment in Golas? So, it's so a hard question. And, and the Rebbe is not answering it. It's the question. Say that the Indian of Golis Mitzrayim was that there were sparks in Mitzrayim, as the Swam talk about, and we had to be in Mitzrayim all of those years of being slaves to lift up the sparks. So imagine you just ask some nice Jew over there that he's, that he's being crushed under some big rock in Mitzrayim. So, Yankel, how's it going for you today? So pretty bad. You could see for yourself, aren't you? Take a look at what's going on over here. So you ask him, but you know there are a lot of Nitzaitis over here. This is only a favor of the Nitzaitis. Like, what do I have with these Nitzaitis? I never bothered them. Why do they have to bother me? I don't know these people. I don't know these Nishamas. Where are they from? They're from the, you know, the Shavir Sakalim and Tayu and all kinds of things. From the Dara Mabel, I have my own problems. I got the Dara Mabel, and Stoim and Amira, I got Nitzaitis I got to worry about. Nitzaitis I have to worry about. These are interesting tires, but when you're living through it, it doesn't work so good, that Nitzaitis. Sparks. Imagine if somebody saying Shiva Lola, and you go over to the person and say, you should know. Shkayach, you're doing a lot of work with the sparks. Shkayach, Sparks. also was like a chuka like a chayk. You saw him without without any understanding, just irrational. It seems to us, to the sufferer, to be without any purpose. Not only any purpose; it's counterproductive. Of course, what the Rebbe is saying is that there are no answers to this. 
how do we respond to suffering? Is Garbusamuna. That's what a Jew does. Tries. Is Garbusamuna. The strength in our Amuna. Hachuke hi Stock it true. A chayk is without any seichel that we can understand. It doesn't make sense to us. But the faith of a Jew is also something which is beyond belief. It's higher than anything that the mind could, could understand. It's l'malam The amun of a Jew is l'malam yaseich. Our job now, he said, our job is to attach ourselves, to bind ourselves to that emunah which is higher than seichel, which the mind can't understand, which is crazy. But we continue to be mechazik ourselves in emunah. And part of that belief is that somehow, by doing that, we're being able to be mamtik, to sweeten, to soften, and to somehow bring to, if not to end completely, but to hamtaka, softening, of the of these tsaras achukias, of these tsaras that don't make sense to us. By having a muna that doesn't make sense, we could help to stop the tsaras that don't make sense. We could do something. When Meshav and he said, when the Bershalom said, go to Mitzrayim, he says, hey, lo yaminuli. They're not going to believe me. Hashem gave him two two signs to show them. The stick that would become a snake. And if he yod him, it's a rasca shelik. It became a snake. And, and then Moshe went in the hand, it becomes saras, leprosy. Why did Hashem Davka give these two isis, these two signs? Both of these signs come from the side of Tumah. Hanochah Shua Yetzahar, the snake of course is the embodiment of Tumah, the snake is the, is the Yetzahar, and Saras is a simon Tumah, Rachmar Lislam. And Saras is also a simon of Tumah. So why did, why did Hashem's Baruch Shomayish have two ices, two signs, from the world of Tumah, from the other side? V'davka al-yidei elu ha-simonim yitaysef amunabi Yisrael. And the davka through these simonim, these simonim of terrible, terrible tumma and darkness, that somehow the Jews should become greater in their faith. That we would seek to become stronger in our amuna. That we would hold on to the Bani Shalom and we, and we would be worthy through our belief in Him, living through the nochash and the tzeras of Mitzrayim, that we'd be worthy to be taken out. Vizela ice. Hashem shows Moshe Rabbeinu these ISIS, these signs. Shagam bin Nimiyuchiyusam, that the Jews, even when they're in their lowest place, Mamish bin Nimiyuchiyusam, the lowest, lowest, bin Yutatach Taina Mamish, in the lowest place in Mitzrayim, the Nochash, Tzeraz, Ervas Haaretz, in the lowest place. Shagam bin Nimiyuchiyusam, Shanaifna Rachmarlatzlan, Yalam Hashem, that Hashem will bring them out. As long as they're mischazik and amuna, and this and the schus of that amuna that they had, despite the tzeras and despite the nochash, 
this and this is the, these are this is the sign. These are the signs that Jews, even in that state of nochash and seras, they don't let go of me. They hold on to me. That Jews are still seeking Hashem in such a matzav of Mitzrayim with the nochash and the tzaraz, we still seek him out and we still try to believe in him. So, so the Rebbe is saying, so kach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will seek us out and will continue to believe in us and take us out from that dark place. Oyed Evsher, Ramaz Hashem Lai, But maybe the Rebbe says now, it connects it to what we were learning before. But maybe, maybe Hashem is telling Moshe another thing, another hint. So why is Moshe told to show these Dvarm Tmeim, these terrible tumas of a snake and the Tzeras to Bnei Yisrael? The Rebbe says, "Kehem dvarim hamaanim esayish loyma, shekola begam beamunuchas vachelila, asher nifkumu achadim Yisrael." The Rebbe is saying that maybe Moshe was showing them. Hashem said to Moshe, "Take these, and these are symbols of the suffering that has caused many, many Jews to lose their faith. Many Jews have lost their faith." The Moshe, when he saw them, he said, Why are they going to believe me? They're not going to believe me. So maybe Hashem was showing Moshe Rabbeinu, you're talking about Jews in such a way. But you know, Moshe Ben, you grew up in the palace. You didn't. You didn't grow up with them together. You haven't lived with the snake, and the tzeras. You haven't lived that way. You have these things to say. You're saying about them. Hey, lo yaminuli. The Baruch Shalom says takes it on himself. They've been living through terrible things. I'm not explaining why I put them through this stuff, but they've been living through this stuff. And you're saying hey, lo yaminuli. They're not going to believe me. Do you know what your emunah would be if you would have such sorrows? But people with their suffering, they, they lose their minds. Stama Jew knows that, that Hashem has his ways. And he understands that it's ma'asei it's a chayk, what can you do? God does things we don't understand. But when a person suffers so terribly, they can't think straight anymore. That because of the terrible pain and suffering, that that people can't uh, can't understand. Not what not Hashem and not what not what he's doing. What's he doing? 
if it wouldn't be for the pain that they're going through, they would be able to see things correctly. But the Rebbe is saying that pain causes people to lose their minds. A Jew knows that God does things that we can't understand. And in regular times, a Jew can live like that, that, okay, I say that, I don't get it. But, but, but they're, living, they're living in the malchus of the snake, in the malchus of, of tzaraz, much worse but the Rebbe was told he was worse than a snake and said, they're living through those things, and because of that, they can't, they can't think straight anymore. They can't see things correctly anymore. So it's a limit schus on, on, on Jews that, what do you want from them? The Hashem is mamet schus. And says, you say, it's such an easy thing to say about Jews, they don't believe in me, they do believe in me. But, the, but I brought upon them such sorrows that it's hard for them to think straight. This is the main thing the Rebbe says. He ends and says, We have to daven to Hashem. Shirachem, then he shavrach monis. We galenu take of miyat. He should bring us out of this right away. The Rebbe goes back and forth. Mitzrayim to Warsaw, Warsaw, Mitzrayim. The Dwayne should take us out of this right away. I will imchasvachilil nimshach oid shavu of oid chaydish. And if God forbid, this is going to continue for another week or another month. We're not allowed, we mustn't allow our spirits to fall, to give up. And not, God forbid, to have the slightest doubts or tiniest little hero or pagam in our amuna. And now we come back to the parasha. Yaakov went through a lot of stuff, and now he was hoping that it would be good. Because Yaakov leisha b'shalvin, kofetzalav regzosh yisef, and then the whole Indian of yisef. Tzadikim avakshem leisha b'shalvin, emakash baruchu lo dainle tzadikim ma'ashem musuklam lolem haba ashem avakshem leisha b'shalvin hazeh. So Hashem says to Yaakov, it's not enough that tzadikim have shalvin, whatever. In the next world, it's good. You want it should be good now. In this world, there shouldn't be any suffering. So the Rebbe explains. That Olam Haba is something beyond this world. Gamaram is Lakan. But it also is a remez to hear. Meaning what? Sadikim Avakshim Leisha Bishalva Bailam Hazah. The Sadikim would like to be able to have Shalva Bailam Hazah. Meaning, shekvar berega zu. That at this moment, not to wait till Olam Haba, but at this moment it should be good for Jews right now. Shekvar berega zu, not not later on, but berega zu. Yelonu shalva v'chal toiv. It should be shalva, should be peace and chal toiv and good. Amar Kadosh Baruch Ladain Vakula. Listen to what he says, an amazing thing. La Ilam Haba. Ilam Haba, the Rebbe is explaining, doesn't mean, could be hinting to, Ilam Haba doesn't have to mean the next world after you die. Ilam Haba means a month from now, a week from now, the world to come. He's trying to say to the Jews that the Tzadikim are begging Hashem that it should be good right now. 
but it's going to be good. If not right now, then in Olam Haba it's going to be good. And Olam Haba doesn't mean after we, after we die. Olam Haba means next week, the coming world. It'll be better. The coming world. Olam Haba. Mashba'id Eizazman. Shiyova. Yilam Kol Toiv. He says, Yidin, we could hold on. That Olam Haba will be good. And as Hashem saying, oh, the tzaddikim, they want it should be good this second. It's not enough for them that next week it should be good. But in a month from now it should be good. Olam Hazen now means what? This moment. Olam Haba means a minute from now, or a week from now, or a month. Olam Hazen and Olam Haba means now and later. The tzaddikim wanted it should be good for Jews now. And the Baruch Shalom says, it's not always now. Sometimes it's later. Hanyazer Hashem. Avil im shoya oid yoim b'shavua. Hashem should help that if we have to wait for Elam Haba, which means another week, another day or another week, to hold on longer for the coming world. We mustn't be stubborn and insist that the redemption be this minute. We'll try to we'll try to wait a little bit longer. We'll try to survive this minute. Really that's all it was, was just to survive this minute. I once asked my father's uncle one time, why is it that you know, I guess all kids, all children who survive at some point are upset about this. You know, and hearing stories and watching pictures, you'd have thousands of Jews being marched along with a couple of Nazis with some dogs and rifles. So my question was, like, when I was, like, nine or ten or something, I said, like, why didn't the, uh, why didn't the Oilem, why didn't the Oilem do something? They're, like, a thousand Jews. And they're, like, looked like there were six Nazis or something and a couple of dogs. Still... Like, why didn't you do anything? It bothered me a lot. So my father said to me, when you were there, when you were there, you always tried to believe that tomorrow's going to be good. Like, it's, it's not going to be like this. It's, later on, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. So, like... I'm going to be the guy that's going to get killed by the dog. I'm going to be the guy that's going to get shot, you know? Yeah, so 900, 900 Jews will run away or something. But there was this unspoken feeling and hope that just hold on, it'll, it'll, it'll be good. It's going to be good. There's no Ilum Haba. No Ilum Haba, we're not talking about the next world. Ilum Haba, we're talking about the next, the next hour. Just let's hold on for another hour. My father said, that's all we wanted. Just another hour, like to make it through the day, just to try to make it till the end of this march. Like, why start up now? It's a dot that's going to be over. And we heard the Russians are coming from the south, and the Americans are coming from the north, and we saw planes. And it, it, it's, it's, so now we're, going to, now we're going to make a thing. They're going to start gunning us down. So there was this... There was this Machshav, that was very strong. To hold on. 
Maybe this is the hint. That when Yaakov came to Mitzrayim and he saw Yosef, so Yosef is crying and Yaakov is saying Kriyishma. So Yosef is, 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 is he's crying more and more. And Yaakov Inu doesn't cry, he doesn't kiss him. So that's also, also bothered me as a kid. I'm sure it bothered me. Okay, you know, you're very from, you could say Kriyishma, it didn't work out like you, you didn't have Zmanim.com or something, my Zmanim. Couldn't work it out. Like to say Krishna after all these years. And Yosef is crying. So Yankov says Krishna. The Fianiskila El Kishirosha Yeshua Avshin is Akra Mikomakum Haisla Taiva. Because at that moment Yaakov saw Elam Haba, he saw the coming world. In other words, that there was a world after the suffering, while he was alive. He was like to see. He was like to see Yosef. In other words, sometimes there's a good ending. He got to see, in, in, in this world, he got to see the next frame of the picture. He didn't have to die. Here's Yosef. Shero Yeshua Afshin Esach, even though it took long. the Yosef And he sees that everything was Latoiva. Everything that happened, there was a whole cheshman that Hashem had. That at that moment, Yaakov you know, threw himself into davening. Which is Mesiris Nefesh, Hashem, he gave himself over completely. That was the strongest outpouring of Amuna. All of those years of waiting and davening for Elam and now it's in front of his eyes. So he gave himself over to Hashem at that moment of creation. He gave himself over to Hashem at that moment of creation. Oh, what do you say about such a Torah? The Torahs that come from Ganadin, and there were Tzadikim that had Torahs that they received from Ganadin, and there are other Tzadikim who they received the Torahs from Gehenna. Piyazesna took his Torahs from Gehenna Mamish. But he gave moments, he made those mo- last moments, for many of those Jews it was the last moments. But he made those last moments, moments filled with the Muna. He brought them up. Mamish from Gehenna. We should be zeichel to hear Torahs from Ganeiden. That our Torahs should be Ganeiden to get Torahs. We have a minute tomorrow. Thank you.